Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry present Journeys in Faith. Now, here's Andy Santis. Hi, welcome to Journeys in Faith here on this Friday night on Fiat Ministry Network. It's great to be here with you. I have an amazing guest, another amazing guest this week. I have Marek Rudak. He is a Catholic author, a coach, and he's also a good friend because he's been on my other podcast, the Sewing Hope podcast with Bill Snyder and I, and we've worked together with Smart Catholics and with the foundation that I represent, the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation. And I'm very grateful to him too for working with me in those collaborative efforts. So Mark, welcome to Journeys in Faith. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure. It's just such a joy to collaborate with and, and talk to. So uh, thank you so much for, for having me. And I always look forward to talking to you. Yeah, I feel the same way. And it's especially when you're working in ministry, mm-hmm. I think it's an important aspect that we can find ways to work together because we're all on the same mission, aren't we? Somehow, some way with evangelization, with spreading yeah. the gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, it's, it's... Uh, spreading the faith. So um, yeah. thank you again. My pleasure. So why don't we start out with your bio, because there might be some people watching this show that sure. haven't met you before and would love to learn more. Yeah, yeah. So just kind of, uh, you know, quote short bio. I was actually born in Poland. That's where the name and accent comes from. And the kind of interesting thing about me is that I was actually born in Poland during the time of communism. Um, so I definitely remember the um, not, not so fun aspects of, of, of living in a communist country. Uh, back then, everybody was Catholic. Uh, you know, that's just, you know, it went without setting. And so the good thing is I was brought up in, in Catholic faith, but kind of the, the downside of, of uh, me being brought up in a very ritualistic environment was that I never really developed a relationship with my faith. And it was just something that I did something that I was told to do. And I thought it was like a nice tradition. I never like really understood the reason behind it. Um, and another thing that really made it tough for me is I, I grew up in a very abusive home. My grandfather was super critical uh, and he really destroyed my confidence. It, it was very, um, very, very hard. You know, I, I felt like in my own home, I, I, I wasn't safe because my, my grandfather would either yell at me, my grandma or my mom. And, and so that really destroyed that sense of confidence in me and really made me seek out external validation. And obviously I didn't, I didn't know that at the time, but um, so for example, like what I started doing is I really started focusing on, on getting good grades. I always picked things up pretty well. So I did very well in school. Later on, my mom remarried. Uh, we moved to the United States. I went to a Catholic high school. So again, I was really blessed to be, have more um, Catholic knowledge uh, around me. So that was definitely a blessing. It, I didn't really appreciate it till, till years down the road, but it was definitely a blessing because those seeds were planted and, uh, you know, did very well over there. I uh, got accepted to West Point, did very well over there too. I, I graduated top 10% of my class. Uh, then uh, I just spent six years in the army. I was in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, and then after leaving the service, I spent 10 years in Copa America. It did, did very, very, very well financially there, but that's kind of was, that's when, the kind of the, the the life that I was building, I realized that the the, the foundations of my life were, were very, um, how can I say, very deceptively strong in a sense that my my life really fell apart for me when uh, I found out my ex-wife was cheating me on me with my uh, with, with her boss. You know, it was just something that I never expected. I mean, I, I know our marriage wasn't uh, good, 
but like at the time I thought, well, whose marriage is good? You know, that's a just marriage, but you know, and I thought that if anything, I can always trust her. And so that's, that was really, really hard. That was a very dark period of my life. There was definitely months where I, I contemplated suicide. It was, it was very hard. You know, here I was, I, I went to Iraq and Afghanistan and yet the, the most difficult thing for me was actually my, my marriage and, and especially how it ended. And as painful as it was, it, it's, you know, hindsight 2020 was a huge blessing because unfortunately that's what really took me, that's what it took for me to wake up and start really dig deeper of like, hey, what is life? What's the purpose of life? Why, why am I here? And now that this happened, what can I do with it? And so that tragedy is what brought me back to my faith. All these things that I, you know, heard all these years earlier in, in Poland and my Catholic high school, all of a sudden in that constant, uh, in that uh, context of suffering started to click in. And again, it wasn't overnight. So I have a lot of empathy for people who are like, hey, you know, you kind of you hear these stories that, you know, people encounter Jesus and everything changes. Uh, that was not the case for me. And so if that's you, then, you know, please um, don't feel like uh, there's anything wrong with you. You know, like my journey back to Christ was a, was a slow one. Uh, but I definitely, um, I appreciated all the, the kind of the slow revelation, kind of the work that I did um, that culminated in me being very happily married and also culminated in me actually like following the church's teachings. You know, I, I clean up my act. I, you know, stop watching ports, stop masturbating. And then with my wife, we actually practice theology of the body, like while we're dating and, and while we're married. And so to me, Catholic faith is nothing, nothing theoretical. I lived it. You know, my first marriage was a train wreck because I did things my way. And my second marriage is, is terrific because I did it God's way. Even though years earlier, I thought, no way, no how, who's actually able to do this? It's impossible. So, uh, and then and nowadays I'm super blessed to do uh, leadership development. I do executive coaching. I work with mostly tech companies um, and, and helping leaders grow and develop so they can make a big impact in the workplace. And then on the side, wherever I can, uh, I, I try to um, help in ministry-wise. You know, I feel like I've really been blessed to, to come this far and, and, and whatever I can to help other people to, to uh, in their work with Christ, uh, that's, that's what I like to do. And that's why I really love collaborating with Anne because she's, she's got that open mindset, open heart of like, hey, let's just see what we can do without, you know, getting too caught up on the numbers or dollars or, or, or uh, like, you know, or uh, likes on, on, on Facebook. So that's why I really love mm -hmm. collaborating with you, Anne. Oh, uh, I, I really appreciate your saying that. And it's so true uh, that you, we can't be overly focused on those outer things, you know, mm -hmm. um, because God really, I mean, maybe it sounds kind of, um, you know, naive to say this, but really God is in charge, isn't he? I mean, and it's not really being naive because uh, he's our creator and, you know, we have a mission. We're all on mission. And I think you and I have talked a lot about that before, too, is that uh, when you're involved in Catholic ministry, when you really care about your faith and you want to spread it, uh, we all have we all have a role. Right. And so mm -hmm. when you work together with someone, I think it makes a big difference. Now, mm -hmm. uh, I just want to back up a little bit and thank you for sharing your personal mm -hmm. story, because. Sure. You know, it's not easy also to talk about painful things that have happened. Like you said, you talked about your childhood, the relationship with your grandfather. And and I know there's a lot of viewers that might be watching right now who can relate to that. They've been in somewhat, you know, abusive or unhealthy, emotionally uh, based relationships. And so, you know, you're bringing that to the surface that God in his time, right, he was able to bring you healing. Took a while, right? Because with all of us, it's a work in progress. Mm -hmm but how he led you to a 
um, a better marriage, a better relationship, and doing what you love, and also continuing to evangelize in the kingdom. So I just think that's uh, a beautiful thing, and thank you for sharing that. Um, I want to talk a lot more about your coaching too, which we will on the second mm -hmm. half of the show. Sure. But I thought maybe we could talk a bit right now about the fact that you're a Catholic author too. Mm -hmm. And you've written a book called The Love Driven Man. And I'm mm -hmm. happy to say that even though I'm not a man, <laughs> that um, I listened to the entire book on audio and have the book um, on Kindle. And I'm just really grateful to you because even though this book is written basically uh, maybe a little bit more for men than, than for women because it's your story as a man, right? But but for me, when I listened to your book and I listened to it as I was driving someplace and uh, I got so much from it because of your perseverance, mm -hmm. uh, the, the perseverance, and I was able to recommend the book to my husband, right? Mm -hmm. well, and and so that's perfect. So tell us about how did you, how did you get the idea for the book? What was mm -hmm. it like writing it? And um how would you recommend it to people who are watching? Like, who sure. is this book for, basically? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, you know, kind of like the, the basic idea is kind of like me reflecting on my faith journey and kind of thinking about, um, you know, if you kind of like peel, peel you know, kind of that all, all the different layers, what, what's at the core? And if I had to kind of summarize what, what's at the core of, of my learning was this um, choice between love and control. And so, for example, with me, um, you know, and I actually see a lot with the people that I, that, I, that I coach and people that I talk to is that typically something happens in our lives that, that wounds us. And because, because of those wounds, we've, we assume that we have to start controlling ourselves and, and controlling the perception of ourselves, of, of how other people see us. So that way they don't see that shame that is within us, that, that wound. Uh, and that's what we think that uh, is what keeps us safe. But unfortunately, that that behavior is uh, only keeping things at best the same. It prevents us from growth. It's, it prevents us from love. And so what I found is that when we identify the things that we're trying to control that um, that prevent us from healing those wounds, uh, when we when we identify that and we look at it from the place of love, uh, then we're in a much better position of inviting God into this journey of seeing how we uh, affect other people, how, how our control-based choices are actually um, damaging us and actually uh, selling ourselves short. When you, when, you, when you understand how you're making those choices and how when you can make those very same choices from the place of love, amazing things happen. And so basically what I do in this book is um, there's like seven chapters that help you identify how those choices affect you in, in different areas of your life. And, and once you read through this book, you'll be in a much better position to figure out, hey, what am I doing that's, um, that is being, uh, that's controlling me? And then how can I do it from the place of love so that I can grow, develop, become a better ambassador of Christ, a better husband, a, a better father, you know, a better friend, a, better, a better, better sibling? Because now all of a sudden, instead of like me trying to control things and, and um, not show up as my whole self, when, when we show up as our whole selves, especially in the context of understanding our identity as, as children of God, we are um, in a much better position to, to be a better influence and also ambassador of Christ. And that's a good word, ambassador of Christ, because that's really what it comes down to, isn't it? Is mm -hmm. that we are those disciples. And once we develop that relationship with God, uh, our relationship with Christ, uh, we can go forth like you have. And, and I think mm -hmm. your book is amazing. 
I want to highly recommend. Like I said, I mean, I read the book myself and I can tell you for mm. sure that this is a good one. And this is a great gift Appreciate for it. the holidays too. Because, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Christmas is coming up and uh, I think it's a good stocking stuffer if you want to get the paperback version or buy someone mm. the Kindle. Um, so just want to recommend that. Now we do have to take a short break here in Journeys in Faith. Just keep mm. an eye. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Hello, my name is Ann DeSantis. I'm the director for the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. I want to tell you what's been going on with us since we've been in existence in 2015. The Mercedarian Friars came together and decided that they wanted to start a foundation to make outreach to families in crisis. And that's exactly what they did when the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation came into existence as a nonprofit, 501c3, headquartered in Philadelphia. Since that time, I became the director in the beginning of 2018, and we basically have four facets to what we do. We offer prayer, priestly consultations, podcasts and videos, and also programs and events. Now, if you've never been to our website, just to, in to invite you to go to nonatis.org and check out all the great things that we've been doing. Because since that time, since we've been in existence, we've now helped hundreds of families who are going through really challenging times. And as you all know, we went through a really challenging time in 2020. So I'd just like to invite you to go and check out the great things that we're doing. And there's more to come. If you or your church community would like us to come and do some type of an event where we can talk about what we offer in terms of that pastoral accompaniment and making outreach to families in crisis, please do reach out to us. And I'm just so grateful to be able to serve, be able to serve people like you and your families. So again, learn about us at nonatis.org. Thank you. Welcome back to Journeys in Faith. Thank you so much for joining us here on this Friday night on Fiat Ministry Network with my guest, Mark Rudak. On the first half of the show, he talked about his faith journey, and he also told you about his book called The Love Driven Man. Uh, Mark, was there anything else you want to share about the book? I, I definitely want to make sure we spend time sure. on this one because uh, yeah, yeah. it is an amazing book that I highly recommend. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So uh, another thing that I might add is that at the end of the chapter, there's uh Five, five questions that help you explore and, and apply the learnings into your life. Because like what I found is it's like one thing to read things and learn that there's def definitely benefit to it. But uh, what the, um, w the way you take these learnings and take it to a whole nother level is actually when you apply them. And so what these questions help you do is, is help you apply that knowledge to your life, get those insights and then put it into practice. Because what happens is when you take the knowledge into practice, that's really takes your uh, learning to to the whole not whole nother level and so um the, the one thing that that a lot of people uh, really appreciate from the book is, is it was working through those questions so so please check it out and and uh, and those questions are going to be super super helpful in helping you identify how you can make more love-based choices that will make a huge impact in your life yeah that's right i love that too that aspect of it um 
And when you really listen to your personal story, I mean, you did it like for in five minutes here on the show. I mean, you told mm. your story, but I mean, in this book, you really get to see the details of things that happened in your life from the very early age when you were dealing things as, as a child um, and some of those anxieties and frustrations that you had and then going up into young adulthood, adulthood. So mm. um, I do highly recommend it again. Uh, let's talk about your coaching. I know that's a sure. big part of what you do. Mm. Um, I just think you're doing great work there too. So tell us like, who are your clients? And if somebody's mm. watching and thinking, hmm, you know, I could use something like that, like what would be the next steps sure. for them? Sure, sure. Yeah. So, so most, most of my clients actually come from the corporate world. Um, and so um, the kind of the essential, the, the main thing that I do with them is I help them develop their own leadership style. And kind of like my um, unique touch is through the aspect of emotional intelligence. Uh, you know, um, like what, what I find when it comes to leadership, you know, there's this saying that what, what got you here won't get you there. And so typically, you know, people get to a certain level uh, in their job. And, you know, because of their, mostly their technical skills and obviously some leadership skills. But what happens is that, you know, um, whatever brought them to that level it's it's um it's it's obviously good that it got them there but they need to uh enhance their uh, awareness to be able to go to the next level and so what i really help them do is is help them look at their uh, emotional intelligence you know one thing that i found especially working with people in tech is that people tend to um stay away from emotions they they you know it's like oh you know i don't know i don't know about that you know some people have negative emotions and they try to try to stop them down some people feel like, hey, if I get into emotions, then that will not help my leadership skills. You know, I'll, I'll become, quote, unquote, too soft. And so, like, one of the main things I do is I helped uh, leaders go from thinking of emotions as a liability to uh, using emotions information. And what that does is that, you know, with that self-awareness, you know, first of all, it helps them to uncover the things that are holding them back. But most importantly, when it comes to leadership, obviously there are certain principles that are true. But I mean, we all know from our experience, there's no there's no formula for leadership per se. Each leader has got their own individual style and, and what works for them. And what I found is that you know the basis of developing that leadership style is is uh, understanding your uh, emotions, developing that emotional intelligence. And what that does, it helps you to lead authentically. It helps you lead in a way that people uh, uh, connect to you. Because what happens is that you know, when you treat leadership as a formula, I mean, that, that helps. But, you know, people just sense like, hey, you know, something's off, something's not right. But when you can lead from the, the place of love with that emotional intelligence, with that self-understanding, that's when people like really connect to you. That's how you become magnetic. And it's and leadership doesn't become something you have to do to get promoted. Leadership just becomes something that you love being doing. And oh, by the way, as a byproduct of that, you become a, a, not only a better employee but also a, a, a better dad, mom, whatever it may be. It not only affects your professional life but also affects your personal life. Yeah, all great thoughts. And I know that your website is marakrudak.com. Yes, correct. Huh? That's the mm -hmm. and I believe that's where people would go if they also want to connect sure. with you about the coaching. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So if you if you go to our website, you can get a make a, a fifteen minute free appointment. No, no, no charge. I'll definitely help you out. And uh, you know, if if we are fit, we can talk about working long term. But you know, if this interests you, uh, please sign up. Uh, there is no there is no risk to you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's great that not only are you working, you know, you're you're working in the business world with executives, but you know, you're 
you're also doing a lot with your faith too. So it's probably an interesting journey for you that you're able to do two, two different kind of um, venue, uh, uh, things, you know, that be mm -hmm. able to expand yourself in that way. And I have to say, when you were talking about the coaching, it also reminds me of like the idea of reputation versus character. Yeah, yeah. And, and character is where you want to build, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That's where mm -hmm. people want to build who you are, what you do, what you mm -hmm. care about, and just those virtues, mm -hmm. right? Because the reputation we can't control, right? That's what people, yeah. like the labels that people give us and what, mm -hmm. how we come off, you know, to other mm -hmm. people. So I just think that, you know, what you're doing is really helping to build up that character, giving you that confidence and that you're following in the path that you should be following in. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. all great yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, uh -huh. I also thought we could talk a little bit about now, you and I just finished up a conference over this mm -hmm. past week called How to Handle Loneliness. And mm -hmm. it, the, the conference is all about finding ways through your faith, through your Catholic faith, that you can overcome those feelings of despair, loneliness that you know, sometimes happen during the holiday season, unfortunately. Um, so if you missed that one, if you weren't able to make it, um, you can go to the YouTube channel for the foundation I represent. Uh, the, the YouTube channel is Philly Nonatus, or you can simply go to nonatus.org because it's there too on the website. Um, but that was great, wasn't it, Mark? I mean, that we were able to um, address that because I know you had said that you had some uh, words of wisdom and maybe you want to share them now to a little bit about loneliness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, loneliness is something that was uh, a big part of my life, you know, uh, loneliness at home, you know, because I just felt like I couldn't relate to my family members because my grandfather was abusive. And, you know, my mom and my grandma, you know, they were really good. But it's like, it's like because of that abuse, it's like we could never like connect at a deeper level, you know, so obviously, you know, they, they feed me, they, they, they took care of me, but it's like we could never have that emotional connection because of because of that abuse by the grandfather because that you know that big elephant in the room uh you know later you know um i went through my uh, mom's uh cancer and, and that's something that um how can i say i just w weren't equipped to truly really handle i mean i did my best but hindsight 2020 i know i could have done a better job of helping her out through to the process and obviously after her passing you know, even though I wasn't super close to my mom, she was my last relative. And so it was just a very lonely uh, experience of not having any family members. I mean, I had my siblings by the time they were very young. And so, you know, here I was, uh, my, my father and my mom being gone. And I just didn't feel like I had anybody to relate to, which unfortunately led me to rushing into, into getting married. And then again, after, you know, my, my divorce, I just felt incredibly lonely. And especially coming out of um, divorce based on infidelity, I, I really struggled for a long time to, to trust and, and love. And that was a very lonely experience. And so, you know, I, I just really appreciated the fact that, you know, God healed me. And I just felt super blessed to be able to share my learnings that, quite frankly, I learned the hard way uh, with the people who are on the, on the call. And, um, and you know, uh, it was just really good to see people connecting and resonating and applying these things, because I know that uh, whenever you're lonely, those feelings of loneliness always go to the next level. They really get amplified coming into the holiday season because the perception is how you're supposed to be happy. You're supposed to be by, surrounded by your loved ones. And so that really takes that sense of loneliness to the next level because um, the way our, our you know, culture is set up is that you know, there, there's a lot of pressure to, to, to feel connected in that season. And when you don't feel that connection, it just makes, 
makes that season extra hard. Words of wisdom there. And, uh, and I also want to just backtrack a little bit when you talked about the feelings, again, of the childhood, the, what, the elephant in the room sometimes of that, the abuse and that inability to have relationships with, with people when, you know, you're all affected by the abuse, really. And, um, and so that can create that loneliness later on in life sometimes, because it's almost like that lacking of what maybe we wished could have been a little bit better, but wasn't. But mm -hmm. I know that you've learned that, um, not like a magic wand, I don't think oh, faith yeah. is a magic wand, but it's something that God has consoled you with to a point of where you are right now. And now you're able to help people, not only on a professional level, but spiritually and pastorally too, really. Um, through these things that you're doing, even with us, with the, with the St. Raymond Anatas Foundation. So I just want to say sincere thanks for all you do and, and helping to really uh, make the world a better place one person at a time, right? It's not, it's not something that you do in a big group that like you affected every single person, but it's a one person at a time thing that, that you do. And, and so I just say to you, you know, keep up that good work for, for all the great things. Um, and, you know, publicly just say that I hope uh, we can do something again uh, mm -hmm. with the foundation I represent, uh, do some more good work together. Uh, and I want to say to invite you back to here to Journeys in Faith, because this this half hour went by pretty fast. Yeah. And so you're going to have to come back again here on uh, Fiat Ministry Network. I know that Bill Snyder with Patchwork Heart Ministry is also probably wanting for you to come back again on Sewing Hope as a returning guest there, too. Uh, do you have any final words before we end? Uh, well, you know, first of all, thank you so much, Anne, uh, for inviting me. Um, and again, if you, if anything that I mentioned, a picture of curiosity, please check out my book, The Love Driven Man. It's on Amazon. You can get it on Kindle, uh, paperback, as well as Audible if you like to listen. Um, and uh, if you check it out, I, I really appreciate it. Will do. Thank you so much, Mark. And also make sure that you check out his website at markrudek.com. He's also on all the social media platforms, uh, simply at his name. So God bless everyone. We'll see you here next week on Journeys in Faith. Journeys of Faith is a production of Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry. For more information about Journeys of Faith, email info at fiatministrynetwork.tv. And be sure to friend, follow, and like us on social media. Just search Journeys in Faith with Ann DeSantis.